Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up and what's happening everybody? Welcome into episode 159 of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host Blake Lane and tonight I'm here with my co-host Dustin Smith. Like every Sunday we're here to talk some Auburn Tigers basketball. Your 15th ranked Auburn Tigers come away with a 93-66 victory over Colgate this past Friday night. We are going to recap that, discuss that, get Dustin's thoughts there. And then we're going to transition over into the college football playoffs. The Final Four have been selected with Georgia at 1, Michigan at 2, TCU staying put at 3 after a loss yesterday in the Big 12 Championship, and Ohio State collecting the 4th spot in the college football playoffs did the committee get it right and that's what we are here to discuss with dustin tonight so we're going to kick it over here to the belly up sports network and we're going to get right in here and get after it war damn eagle everybody thank you for listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here Welcome back in, everybody, and tonight, like every Sunday night, we're here with our co-host, Dustin Smith. Man, what a great Sunday it was. How was your Sunday? And I know uh, we're here to talk about some Auburn sports like always, brother. Uh, We had no Auburn football this weekend. I'm sad. (laughs) It goes too fast. Dustin, what did you think about that SEC championship game, though? To be honest with you, I really didn't even watch it. Um, Once... (laughs) Once Georgia got up, I knew what that was going to be. So I was watching uh, Tulane and UCF and some of those other games. Yeah, man, uh, Georgia, they look like the force to be reckoned with this year. Uh, It looks like a back-to-back repeat type season, man. And we'll talk a little bit about the college football playoffs and and if the selection committee got everything right. But, man, first – uh, the Auburn Tigers out on the hardwood, man. They come up with a 93-66 to victory. They moved to 8-0, and they're the number 15th ranked team in the country right now, Dustin. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, some of your just quick highlights from Friday night, man, on this Auburn basketball team. Uh, my favorite thing about Friday night's performance was we shot 55% from the field, mm. and we were 10 for 22 from deep. That's 45%, so... Yeah, listen, if we make 10 threes a night, we're going to be hard to beat. 
And this was mm. probably our best offensive performance of the year. Absolutely, man. Putting up 93 points. I thought we were going to get to a hundo there for a minute. But I'll tell you what, Dustin. How about this, man? Eight turn- eight total turnovers, Dustin. Eight. All right. if, if Auburn's doing that, like you said, 10 threes a game, but only eight turnovers, Dustin? Man, we're cooking. We're cooking. I mean, we're we're a top three team in the SEC, in my opinion. If if we're doing this, because that that's Auburn's only question mark, man, is shooters, shot selection, and turnovers, man. Like eight total turnovers. I, it's, yeah, eight turnovers with ten steals and eight blocks. So. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to beat us, man. I I thought I thought the offense flowed smoothly this was the exact team that i expected to see from from the start of the year dustin out the gate this is what i I expected auburn to look like man and just talk a little bit about katie johnson man his performance the other night four or five from three five of nine from the field had 16 points man an absolute uh work of art man katie johnson if he plays like this dustin uh he is in my opinion he is one of the key pieces Absolutely. Um, he's crucial coming off the bench. And we'll say it, throughout the season, you win in the tournament in March with your guards. Mm-hmm. So we need this version of KD. And he's been strong for the last four or five games. You go back to the St. Louis game, he made some crucial plays down the stretch. Uh, I don't know if he's ever played quarterback before, but if you remember that the outlet pass, mm-hmm at the end of that St. Louis game. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thread the needle, uh, dropped it right in the bucket. And uh, he had a, a nice play taken into the basket. Just continued his, that, uh, that same momentum, 16 points in 18 minutes. You already know what he's going to do energy-wise and what he brings defensively. If we if we get that offensively from KD, man, we're going to be hard to beat. I absolutely agree, Dustin. Uh, Johan Treor and Chance Westry, man, uh, both giving you eight apiece. Uh, Dylan Cardwell giving you nine. I mean, that right there, your bench in itself, KD with 16, man. I mean, I, I don't know too many other benches around the country that are doing that type of stuff right there. Um, it's it's amazing, man. This team ain't no right now. You, you got Memphis coming up in Atlanta. Um Man, the young guys are starting to come around, I believe, Dustin. And like I said, man, Johan Treor and, and Chance Westry both giving you eight apiece. Just talk a little bit about their performance Friday night. You know that I've been high on Johan from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Johan and Chance are the most talented players on this team. The thing is, they're both freshmen, and mm-hmm. they both had injuries in the preseason. So it's already going to take you a minute to get acclimated to the D1 game coming out of high school. And then if you have an injury, and Johan, he basically missed the entire preseason with his. So mm-hmm. it's going to take, it takes this guy's time. We're about seven, eight, well, we're eight, no, so we're eight games in, and you're starting to see it. Johan also had five rebounds. That was his best performance overall. And chance, just want a chance to keep shooting, to keep finding it, and that's all going to come. And I bet, I bet six, seven more games into to this thing, those guys are gonna really start finding their stride. So, those are talented guys. There's a reason why Johan is the second highest recruit in the history of Auburn behind Jabari. Uh, the kid can play. So, 
He's still getting healthy, still kind of finding the D1 game. But by the time Marshall's around, those guys are going to be I – mean, to have those guys coming off a of bench, Blake, like this mm-hmm. team is so deep, man, it's crazy. Yeah, Dustin, and, and man, talk a little bit about Wendell Green Jr. Uh, 13 points the other night, 22 minutes, 5 of 8 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3. Uh, he had two rebounds, four assists, man. Just a complete game from Wendell and how this offense was just flat out getting it done Friday night. Just talk a little bit about his game. Hey, he's steady. He's been steady this year, mm-hmm. and that's what we need. Um, last year it was two up and down from Wendell, mm-hmm. and the, ba- the the floor needs to be – he needs to raise his floor a little bit. Mm-hmm. He needs to be more consistent, and we're seeing that this season. Um he can't have those nights where he's going two for 10, two for 12, like we saw sometime. We're going to have to, he's the quarterback. The team goes as he, you know, as he, as he leads it. So just steady, consistent, and, um, he's kind of, he's kind of been that way all year. So, and he's even improved defensively. So even though when he has, you saw him, they'll continue to try to post him. Uh, but they try to use size on him. And a lot of teams are going to do that down the stretch. That's, uh, there's nothing he can do. He can't get taller. He can't get there. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's got the IQ and he's given a hundred percent effort. And when you give effort, see, Katie's undersized too, but he's mm-hmm. just hell on defense. And a lot of that is, uh, a lot of just the energy that these guys bring. So Wendell, you really see him becoming a complete player. You see him becoming, more of a, of a quarterback of the offense, more uh, overall point guard. And if you go back to last year, it was kind of times when you just had to get Zep in the game to calm everything down. And you're not mm-hmm. seeing that as much this year because Wendell's kind of taking the control of that. He's kind of, he's kind of getting into that role. And that's, again, gonna, he's going to have to be that come March. So it's good to see. Mm. Well, Auburn fans, man, one thing I do want to talk about and, and one one guy on this team that I think means so much to this team and is Alan is Alan Flanagan, man. Dustin, it's his it's his comeback year. Uh he looks fully healthy. Twenty seven minutes, five of seven from the field, two of three from three, uh seven rebounds, three assists, man, twelve points, just Hell of a hell of a game he had Friday night, and we know what he can do on the defensive end of the court. But he looks healthy now, Dustin. His step is back. His that first step of his is back, and I I, I think he knows that that he's feeling himself right now, Dustin. I think he knows that he's a hundred percent healthy. He doesn't have the Achilles roaming around in his head. And he looks refreshed. And I tell you what, man, I like I think he's one of the comeback players of the year in, in college basketball this year. I, look, I know he played last year, but Dustin, he wasn't the same player last year. There there was something clearly wrong. I and you know, I, I've had major knee surgery. It's a tough injury, man. Yeah, man. And and I've had major knee surgery and 
I'll be honest with you, man. I'm five years. I'm five years off of ACL surgery, and it still lingers in my mind sometimes when I'm out, you know, shooting basketball or something like that, or you know, throwing the football around. Hey, if I make a cut here, does my knee pop again? You know, is it bang? Is it just like that? Is it gone? You know, so I know how it feels to just have that little, uh, that little nick up there to to say, hey, if I do this right here, is is my Achilles gonna pop? You know, like. What's going to happen here? So it looks like that is out of his mind now, and he's just playing ball, dude. I mean, talk about talk about him, Dustin, because this Allen this Alan Flanagan guy, man, he he's he's soaring the charts for me on this Auburn basketball team. Well, you called it when the season started. You called it right before the season that he was going to be the key piece. Mm-hmm. And would you be surprised if we get into the tournament? And Flan has a night where he goes for twenty. You know, no. you know it's going to happen. Yeah, and, it, it, uh, certainly. Because hard work pays off, and mm-hmm. loyalty pays off, and that goes for a lot of guys on this team. And the era of the transfer portal, a lot of these guys could have transferred out and went and got minutes elsewhere, mm-hmm. and they've stayed in. And Flan, man, coming back off an Achilles, you know it's going to take you a season. And so people were hard on him last year because. You saw when he was fully healthy before the Achilles with the potential, and you saw what he could be. And we talked about it before. You can't judge him off his points because he does so many things well. And just because you can't really judge anybody on his team off your points. I mean, just go down. Janai, 13. Chris Moore, 8. Flan, 12. Wendell, 13. Zep, 3. Dylan, 9. KD, 16. Johan, 8. Chance, 8. Like, it's all over the place. It's balanced, and that's the way this team is set up. That's the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But you, Colgate, they get 19 threes versus Syracuse. This this is what they do, mm-hmm. and we held them to eight threes, and a lot of that is Alan Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Um, just a great perimeter defender. When we get into these tough games versus Arkansas, SEC games like that, he's going to be a key piece because – if we have a guy that's going off on us, you know, okay, I could put a flan on him and handle that. So, uh, and you can see it. You can see it. And one, when he goes to the basket, you see he has that confidence back. He has that explosiveness back. Mm-hmm. And two, you can see it when he's defending, uh, when he's moving laterally. You can see how quick he's confident. He's 100% back physically and mentally. And both, you know, now that those things are paired up and it's clicking, and it's, it's good to see. And I hope that there's some NBA scouts out there that will look at what he was pre-injury when he was high on some draft boards. Mm -hmm. And then we'll look at it this year and maybe not get so caught up in his numbers, but watch the film and see what he can bring to your team. Mm. Yeah. I love to hear that. Love to hear that about Flan, man. And you know, Dustin, I, I think, like I said, man, I called it at the at the beginning of the year before it ever started. I said, "Hey, this is the comeback guy, man, the, the key piece." And and just to see the way he's getting after it, and this Auburn team, you know, we were critical early. We were critical early. I didn't think they were they were playing very well the first three, four, five games, but here recently, the Auburn Tigers, I think, are going to be a force. Uh, once again, to win the Southeastern Conference, I, I think they're going to be at the top, top three. If they don't win it, 
Um, you know, I think they're, I think they're a four, five seed, maybe uh, somewhere in that area. Look, that could, that could all grow, Dustin. I'm not, I'm not saying that's what they'll end up, but that could all grow. It could fall, but I honestly think it could grow from here. I, right now, I would say about a five seed, uh, but I think it could eventually, you know, a four seed, three seed, something along those lines. I'm not sure if they quite get up to that that two seed line like last year, but. I think Auburn could be, uh, you know, very easily a top 10 team in the country this year. So I I do think that the more offense that we do see from this Auburn team, the more that we start to uh, believe that this team can go further and further in the tournament. Because like I said, man, at the start, Dustin, I said, if we're not, if we can't shoot, we're not taking good shots, we're sloppy, it's a struggle on the offensive end, we're not getting out of the first, second round, Dustin. And, you know, some people want to say, oh, well, that's, you know, that's, that's blasphemy, that's crazy. I just, there's no way this Auburn team gets knocked out in the first or second round. Well, look what happened last year, Dustin. What happened? Jabari was the only thing that could get going for our team on offense and what happened we got bounced we got bounced by a Miami team they were veterans they had been they had been around the block a couple times and we haven't so now i think that we have been around the block we have played in an NCAA tournament game uh, these guys on this roster who didn't last year you know i think i think we're set up for a, a much better postseason run this year what are your thoughts on that Saturday is going to be a good measuring, you know, mm, yep. measuring stick. And uh, so will that West Coast trip. I know that U- USC hasn't been great, but still going out there and playing USC and playing Washington. We're going to know more pretty soon. But uh, I watched I watched that Memphis first Ole Miss game. Memphis looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I feel the same way, man. Um, it's basically the same group. And... You lose you lose Walker Kessler. You lose the guy that leads the nation in blocks. But going into the game, we were first in the country in blocks mm-hmm. because now you've got Dylan and you've got Janai. Uh, so you're kind of making up for what Walker did. You're making up for it by committee. And we scored 93 points and looked good without a guy that's arguably been our best player. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Williams. Yep. So, yeah, man, I love where this team sits. And um, St. Louis win was a good win. I think we found out a lot about our team. I think we found out a lot in that really ugly game versus Georgetown just because you couldn't really play any worse offensively, and we still found a way to win. Um, so we've got some we've got some nice wins. So we've got some things that I look at and say, okay, you know, these are positives. And come Saturday, the game is Saturday or Sunday uh, versus mm-hmm. Memphis. That's going to be a fun one in Atlanta, and I can't wait to look forward to it. Yeah, Dustin, Saturday, December 10th at 4 o'clock on ESPN2, the 15th-ranked Auburn Tigers at 8-0 take on the Memphis Tigers at 6-2. and And I know this is going to be uh, a little high-intensity matchup here. I know that... Auburn basketball and Memphis basketball, both Twitter pages kind of go at it a little bit. There's been some trash talk in the previous years, Dustin. But one thing, man, we got Memphis, we have Georgia State, we like you said, the West Coast trip, we have USC, then we then we have Washington. 
And all of that is right before we play Florida. We host Florida to open up SEC play. Man, how big are those four games to to get those four non-conference wins right there right before we get into SEC just to run the table in non-conference right there before we start SEC play? How big is that, Dustin? I would be really excited. When I went to the schedule and predicted everything in the preseason, Mm Mm-hmm. I predicted that losing one game in a non-conference, whether it be Memphis or one of those West Coast games, I thought USC was going to be better than what they have turned out to be. Mm-hmm. But kind of the same thing with Memphis. I think they have two losses already, but they're still a very talented team. Oh, yeah, they're and a tournament team. That's going to be a, a prime game. They're going to get up. Ready. That's the thing about Auburn now. Um, teams get ready to play us, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they We're a name now. You even see it with some of these football recruits. They come to the football game and they say, oh, I didn't know the basketball school. So, <laughs> uh, which, hopefully that's changing. Man. Um, but that's a topic for another day. And <laughs> It's changing. But, uh, it's changing, Dustin. It's changing. Give it Give uh, it some time, baby. We're in there. Oh, I know. No, trust me, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugh Freeze was supposed to be, just talk about basketball, Hugh was supposed to be at the basketball game Friday. But he didn't make it. Mm. I wonder why, he Dustin. Bit, yeah, well, he was eating dinner with Jeremiah Cobb, <laughs> and he was at the madhouse up there talking to people that train Russell and Carl. He's just, you know, making his rounds, doing what a uh, SEC football coach is supposed to do. Mm. You're exactly right, Dustin. You're exactly <laughs> right, man. You know, um, talking a little bit about football, I guess we'll transition over into the college football playoff has been set Dustin and and we know Georgia's at one Michigan's at two TCU loses yesterday in the Big 12 championship in overtime they stick at three and sliding into the fourth spot is the Ohio State Buckeyes with the only loss on their schedule the the only blemish was to the number two ranked Michigan Wolverines. They lost by 22 in the big house or excuse me in the shoe uh, at home Right there in Columbus, man. Um, what are your thoughts first, Dustin? We'll start with what are your thoughts on TCU losing but not even falling a spot? Do you agree with TCU at the number three slot? Yeah, you can't punish a team for having to play a conference championship game. I thought that all the talk about getting Bama in and all that was never – I just couldn't see it. Unless maybe Kansas State blew TCU out, but mm-hmm. it was a great game. And TCU's resume speaks for itself. And their quarterback, man, that, <laughs> I can't let it all out there. Uh, he's a hell of a player. Uh, very entertaining game. They're a great team. And, yeah, I think that they got it 100% right. Mm. And not to get into a bigger discussion about the 12 teams and all that, but, like, man – this season is a playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama playing in Death Valley on Saturday night—that's a playoff game. Exactly. And when you have, and that's that's the way it's always been. And that, that's just that's why you play the games. You cannot. Alabama's backed in before mm-hmm. by not playing in a conference title game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're just – I think they got it 100% right. Georgia seems to be 
the class again, man. They seem to be just a little bit above everybody else. Michigan looks good, and I think it's inevitable that those those teams are going to meet up. Uh, but it's just hard to see. It's hard for me to see a way where Georgia doesn't because they just they're so suffocating, Blake. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just over four quarters. You're just not. They just they just suffocate you. Even when you have a you might have a big play, you might put together a nice little drive, and then they sack you. When you're in the red zone, and then you're second and 17, and you throw an incompletion, and you mm-hmm. end up kicking a field goal, and you don't get nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. And then the mailman, <laughs> he just sets you up. They're running for three or four. They're running for four or five. They're always sleeping, and the mailman just delivers one. Man, he drops <laughs> one right in there, and they just got it, man. They just got it. They know that they've got it, too. That's the thing. Uh, that's what makes them so de- so deadly. Um, and yeah, I think the committee got it right. I don't see how anybody else really has an argument. Um, Ohio State has a nice resume. Their only losses to obviously the really good Michigan team. So I think they got it right, and it's going to be entertaining as always. And I, I think really, Blake, that when you look at it, if Auburn gets in in the 10 spot or the 11 spot or something like that in three or four years, mm-hmm. I will be saying anything. And I, I think the idea of home playoff games is really cool. Like I cannot imagine a home playoff game in Jordan Hare mm. or a home playoff game of death Valley. Like what, like what would that be like? Um, I know what I would be like. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner like in that stadium <laughs> so you know uh i know as in cages would be like mm-hmm. on a saturday night you know to advance to the final four or something so there's stuff that's enticing about it but i just think that when you look at this year this is a good example of why four teams work um thank you like pile on a team like alabama but they're just that team that's on the outside looking in and yeah they're a great team, Blake, and their losses are by a combined total of four points to a team that won the West and then to a 10-win Tennessee team that at the time when their quarterback was healthy was absolutely rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll give them that. But the thing is, is that's why you play the games. Yep. And a loss is a loss. And when you start trying to dress it up in other kind of ways, no, you know, the scoreboard's the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. If you lost by one, you lost by a hundred. The L is the L, and that's why that's why you play these games. And like I said, I just I feel like if you're a team that is in the contention, if you're a team that's in the conversation, you're playing big time games anyway. Mm-hmm. And I feel like November is a playoff already. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree with that, Dustin, and and. One thing before I get on my kick here, 
uh, with with this whole four verse twelve and should Alabama have gotten in? Should they have not? Uh, I'll give my take on that. But but Dustin, so you are saying that Ohio State deserved to get that number four slot, even though they had the twenty two point loss to Michigan at home. Um, they they do deserve that fourth spot. Yeah, I think that the Big Ten is the second best conference yeah. behind the SEC, and their only loss is to the number two team, and mm-hmm. they still eleven and one with a good resume. I don't. There's no and there's no other team behind them mm-hmm. that has that has a resume as good as theirs. So yeah, I think they got that right. See, Dustin, I'm absolutely agreeing with you 100 percent. Man, I'm gonna tell you something. These Alabama fans, man, let me let me let me go off here just for a minute with first off, it started yesterday, Dustin, with TCU losing. All right. It started well, let me take that back. It actually started Friday night with USC losing. Okay. A USC typical Lincoln Riley can't win the big one. Your defense is garbage. Uh, you got blown out by Utah. The first one was closed. Second half, you couldn't tackle. Number seven, he might as well just hit the transfer portal and go play junior college or, or division two ball or something like that. I don't know, man. Like, it was a rough, rough performance. Uh, they can't tackle. Uh, it, they can't cover. They can't do anything. They couldn't get to Cam Rising. Nothing. I mean, and even when they, even when they did rock his clock, he got up and shook it off and was like, hey, we're not losing big dog so uh congratulations to utah there but it all started man friday night when usc loses then the alabama fans start chirping dustin they start chirping and oh here we go usc lost this is our chance to get in and i'm like what are you talking about all right like like please show me your path inside the playoff and they're like oh well you're just an alabama hater no I'm a realist when it comes to college football. Even though I love Auburn, I try to be 100% real, Dustin. When Alabama deserves in, they deserve in. I will let you know it. I was on the Alabama train, Dustin. I know if you watch Rising to the Occasion, man, that I do with Josh and Britton over there, I had Alabama as my fifth-ranked team. Even after they lost to Tennessee, everybody else had dropped them to seven. Eight. I even seen some polls that some people put them at, at nine and, and things like that. I had them stuck at number five ahead of Clemson. All right. And I was on that train. But once you lost to LSU, that was it. I was no longer on the train. All right. Because you weren't going to win your division. So my thing with this is, is Saturday rolls around 11 o'clock. I roll over uh, up out of bed and get a shower, get ready, go to Waffle House, get ready to watch Team USA play a little soccer, Dustin. We lose that one, so I, I immediately turn around and I throw $200 money line TCU, all right? I throw $200 money line TCU, and I said, hey, that Dougie Fresh ain't letting us down today, all right? We're going to ride this wagon, all right? Because, Dustin, I tell you, TCU's won me a lot of money all year long. A lot of money all year long. So, we we travel down to Baumhauer's and everything. We get down there, and we are watching TCU come back. And Max Duggins, man, a hell of a performance, like you mentioned earlier. Put his body on the line that last drive. I, I mean, it looked Heisman-esque, Dustin. It looked like that was really his Heisman moment. 
and and I got a question to piggyback off of that here in a minute once I get done. But man, TCU gets down on the goal line in overtime, third and inches. <laughs> Max Duggan has to turn around and hand it off. They get stuffed, and then they come right back on fourth down, Dustin, and they do the same play. They do the same play and get stuffed again, Dustin. All right, and I look over, and my first thought is, guess who's TCU's offensive coordinator? Garrett Riley. Who is that? Lincoln Riley's brother. All right, so bang. All right, that one stung right there. But I looked at this TCU team, Dustin, and I said, "There's no way you can keep them out of the playoff." All right, there's no way that they can play a top ten team for the second time. All right on a neutral site, in a Big 12 championship game, go into overtime, have the ball on the six-inch line, in overtime, getting ready to take it in, to take the lead, and you're telling me you're going to drop them out of the college football playoffs? There's no chance, no chance they can drop two spots uh, from a team who lost by 22 and a team who's got two losses. And and one of those losses from Alabama was to a 9-4 and LSU team. Okay, so now you're wanting to uh, just basically say that the regular season didn't matter and we should get in because our name is Alabama. Right. Th- that's what you're saying. So, uh, and, and and Dustin, I even saw people saying that, well, we'd sell more tickets and we would have more people watching and, and do what? Yeah. Like, that's not the argument you can take, dog. That 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 is that. You don't start coming in here with it. We're going off of what happened in the regular season, all right? And TCU deserved the opportunity. Now, Dustin, I'd look over at Ohio State, and what did Ohio State do? Yeah, they lost their last game to their to their arch rival and and at home by twenty two, but they also have a top ten win over Penn State, Dustin. All right, on the road. In 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 uh, at Penn State, they they have a top ten win. What does Alabama have on their resume? What's their biggest win? A one point win at Texas. Uh, you you didn't even beat a nine win team this year. So, what are we sitting here arguing about? With Alabama should move up from number six to number four, like. I don't get it. How many top 25 wins did Alabama have? Three? And I don't even think all of those teams finished in the top 25. I I mean, what, Ole Miss? You want to count that? I saw somebody say that, well, Ole Miss was the ninth-ranked team when they lost uh, to Alabama. Well, Ole Miss lost their four out of their last five games. So they finished 8-4. and They started 7-0, and and they finished 8-4. and So – we got to stop with all this. I mean, this is this is just th- this is why I don't like 12 teams, Dustin. This exact moment cuz we we barely could find four teams this year. Right. So how are yeah, you going to yeah. how are you going to expand it to 12 when we could barely find four teams that were good enough? Dustin, you want to know who the national championship game should have been this year? Honestly, it should have been Georgia and Michigan end of story. There shouldn't be. Yeah. There shouldn't even be a playoff. It should be from all the football that I've watched all year. It should be Georgia, Michigan. That's it. All right, put them. Put them wherever you want to put them. Georgia, Michigan, get it over with. All right, 
I'm yeah. I'm I'm sick of talking about it. I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of people with two and three losses and because because I can tell you something, Dustin. What you're going to have when you have a 12 team playoff is you're going to have number 13, 14, 15, and 16 crying saying, "Well, you should expand it to 16 teams." All right. Yeah, 100%. I mean, this has got to stop, man. Like I put on I put on social media the other day. You know what? Let's just expand it to 68 teams, like like March Madness. <laughs> And and get it over with. Let's have a play in. Let's have a play in tournament where you have you have the 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 four teams go to Dayton, Ohio, and and they play their little play in games and all that and and yada 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 and and you you cut it down to sixty four teams or you know uh, whatever, man. I mean, it's just like come on, just quit crying when you don't make the playoffs. That is my main point here, is to. Don't de- don't diminish the regular season, and I feel like that's what some people are getting to. Dustin is well, even though we lost two games in the regular season, that don't matter. Bryce Young's still the best player in the country, and we deserve our chance. No, you don't. You lost. You lost. And and I don't care, honestly, Dustin. I don't care how you lost. You lost. I, I mean, you you were three yards away from losing to uh, four and eight Texas A and M. I mean, come on. Yeah. My favorite thing about what they were arguing was they were basically saying, well, we're the most talented team. And I'm just like, okay. Well, the 2007 Patriots, they were the most talented team that year. Mm-hmm. They went 18 and 1. But that one loss was the wrong time, wasn't it? Exactly. Like, that, ain't sport, that, that ain't how sports work. That ain't how it works. We got the most talented team. Okay? Exactly. And sometimes there's a, there's a, the best boxer doesn't win the fight. That's just yep. not how that works. So that's that's a really stupid argument. And I agree with you on the 12 teams. I, I better not hear the 13th ranked teams complaining, but we know they will. You know what's going to happen. From an Auburn perspective, Blake, here's my concern with that. Okay. They're already talking about it, adding another conference game. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to have nine SEC games. All right? Yep. Well, we're already locked in to some non-conference games up until like 2030. Uh, Cal doesn't look to be too daunting, My, but I know Miami's in there somewhere. Like, But still, you don't know. Those programs can turn around. My point is, Say we we play in teams like Penn State, we play teams like Oregon, we play teams like Washington, all in the non conference. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to ask Auburn to play nine SEC games and then a Power Five non conference game versus team, which usually we play good teams when we do that, mm-hmm. a ten and two Penn State team, we go to Happy Valley on a wideout yep. in, a, in a year that we also played Georgia, LSU, Alabama, like. We we already have a really good tough schedule, and then if we're having that kind of a good year, what you would ask us to go to the SEC title and then play a playoff game to play another playoff game? Like at that point, would Auburn already have proved themselves? Yep. Why would we have to keep playing these games? And I and what do more games mean? I saw this last year with my Buccaneers, and this this pisses me off because. 
you call targeting and you call unnecessary roughness for every hit because you say you care about player safety. Well, the NFL added the game. So what happens? In that 17th game last year, and a game that they just added that in the history of the NFL never would have been there, would have been a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And that last game, Tampa has two starting linemen get hurt. So then they play the Rams, and what happens? Aaron Donald eats their ass alive. Mm-hmm. So you've watered down the product by adding another game that's not even needed, and more guys get hurt because it's football. So you're going to keep adding playoff games. Man, I'm sorry, but like <laughs> Auburn goggles on. I play LSU, Bama, and Georgia every year. Mm-hmm. My season, the playoff. Exactly. The whole season, the playoff. Yep. And when we're not playing those games, Blake, what are we doing? Starkville on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin's old Miss. Dude, I, we got Vander, we got Vanderbilt as a crossover next year, and you would look you would look at that and say, "Oh, okay." Well, first off, we finished with the same record as Vanderbilt this year, but mm-hmm. also, don't look up our all time record versus Vanderbilt because it's not you, you're gonna be upset. Yep, <laughs> that's why I was just laughing, Dustin, because I was like, "Well, uh, we can't say that's an automatic win," but because I mean, even this year, uh, Vanderbilt had a had a really good season for for their standards and and man that that program looks like it's on the rise and and you can't overlook that game you can't overlook any game in the sec dustin and you know i I agree with i agree with everything you said and I, i look at what nick saban said yesterday and this is what really got me dustin is you come on air on Fox while the Big 12 championship game is going on and, and or what was it, the the Big 10 or wh- whichever one it was, I can't remember. But you come on Fox and they ask you, does your team deserve to be in the college football playoffs? And he says, well, if you look at my team and we were to line up and play any one of the other teams mentioned – would we be an underdog or would we or would we be a favorite? So, Dustin, my problem with this is is why are we throwing out hypothetical spreads? Why are we throwing out things that we 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 don't know? Like Dustin, you know like that's your argument? Like, it's the same reason. So this is the same guy that went to the rules committee and complained to high heaven saying that our up tempo offense was unsafe, and then two years later was running the same offense. <laughs> yeah. Like, get out of here, dude. That's your argument. Is we have the best talent in the country, and. Would we be an underdog or would we be a favorite? So you got to let us in the playoffs because we would probably be the favorites if we matched up. Well, I can go ahead and tell you, you'd be an underdog against Georgia. I think you would be an underdog against Michigan. And honestly, Dustin, I don't know if you would be the favorite against TCU right now the way your secondary has looked all year. I mean, all these people think it's just a foregone conclusion that – Alabama would be this this T 
10-point favorite against TCU, and they they all of a sudden want to start throwing shade at TCU. TCU's trash. TCU's trash. Man, dude, from top to bottom this year, I don't know how many people watched Big 12 football, but it was thick, Dustin. It was thick. They had numerous teams in that conference this year that could knock you off any given Saturday. So I don't want to hear all this stuff about, oh, well, we would have been the favorites here. And, and, okay, Ohio State, the same thing. What does Alabama have problems with, Dustin? They have problems with with receivers and their secondary. You throw the ball vertically against Alabama, you got a shot. And what does Ohio State do well? And more than likely, you're going to get them in a dome, all right, on turf, and Ohio State can flat out run. We know what kind of receivers they got, and that is not a good recipe for Alabama. I'm not sitting here saying that Alabama would lose to TCU or Ohio State, but to sit here and just automatically think that you're going to be a favorite against both of these teams and that's your argument to get in the college football playoff, BS, get out of here. I'm sick of hearing about it. You're out. You're done. Go play Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl, and – if you want, beat up on Kansas State and say, oh, well, see, we should have been in the playoffs. But honestly, I hope Kansas State drills you. I mean, I hope that, I, you know, and, and call me a hater all you want to. If you're an Alabama fan and you're listening to this, call me a hater. I don't care. I really don't. I Because guess what? I, I do hate Alabama, all right? I respect them. I, I respect them, Dustin. I respect them. Okay, I think they're I think they're great. They're obviously the cream of the crop of college football. I take up for them on rising to the occasion when I go on there. I say, hey, look, Alabama, they're the they're the greatest dynasty in, in college sports. You could probably put them up there in one of the greatest dynasties ever in sports. And Nick Saban's obviously the greatest coach of all time. So I respect you, but I don't like you, and I don't like how you're acting right now. So, you can come with me at the at the five and oh Auburn went five and seven. What bowl is Auburn going to? I don't care. All right, because Auburn was being asked to go to a bowl at five and seven. There was there was discussions of hey Auburn might be that one team to go to a bowl. All right, it didn't work out. Word come out that Auburn wasn't going to accept anyway. So, the Hugh Freeze era is 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 getting starting to get started and the ball is getting rolling up there so uh, i don't expect auburn to be down too much longer so get your jokes in while you can so that that's all i'm going to tell you there dustin oh, i can't wait man i mean look the uh, the official visits reset so we've got like 70 of these to use it sounds like mm-hmm. the one that we did use this week went well um who knows what's up so mm-hmm. I would assume, pretty confident saying, you know, that the staff will be complete within 48 hours and it'll be all in on the portal, all in on these recruits. And if I just had to guess, man, I bet we would finish with a top 15 class. I'm that confident in you freezing a Cadillac closing this thing out the right way. Mm, I absolutely agree, Dustin. Uh, and I know we did hire an offensive line coach today. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> we will discuss a little bit about that 
as soon as these coordinators get hired and and everything gets going and and the process gets settled man I know we'll do an episode on that and the coaching staff and recruits and it's just going to keep getting uh, more in depth and in depth man and and I I can't wait for that so uh, we'll wrap this one up Dustin I'll give you the the final word man and drop your social media content and everything like that brother I just want to say this, man. Hugh's been the coach for a week now, mm-hmm. and I watched the game day stuff and all that, and I think he did great. Um, it's time for everybody to just focus on the football. Yep. We, we've, we've talked about all this stuff. We've talked about it, and you could, the horse is dead, and we're continuing to hit it. It's done, man. Let's, let's move on. Let's talk about football. So that's what we're going to do here. And I'm I'm really excited, man. I think you're going to see an influx of talent. I'm excited about the O line hire. We've seen what the guys done there. We've we've seen the kind of offense that they put up and the rushing numbers that they've. Chuck has had what, almost 1,500 yards. He had another guy almost 900 yards. So um, with on the victory, with Hughes' willingness to recruit, this is going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be a fun fun two or three weeks here. Um, mm. Find me on Twitter at twenty eight. Love it, Dustin, man. I appreciate you like always. Every Sunday night we get on here, talk Auburn, talk college football, college basketball, uh, soon to be talking a lot of college baseball. But, man, one thing before we go, Dustin, I was thinking about doing a bowl pick for the Uptempo podcast, man, kind of promote our name a little bit. If you want to join, I will create it. Me and Dustin will share it out on Twitter um, and and I'll share it out on Facebook, put it across all the social media if you want. Uh, we will get that set up, and we will get that going. It will be, what, uh, I think last year I did $20 entry, and uh, you can do up to two entries, I believe, is what I did last year. And so uh, you can pass it around to whoever. Um, I accept Venmo, Cash App, whatever. doesn't matter, and and. All of your money will be given. Um, my buddy Dylan Snyder won it last year, and he won a good, a good, a good pot of money. So uh, I'm really thinking about doing that again this year, Dustin. Uh, how do you feel about that, man? Oh, I'm all in on that, buddy. I love to hear it, man. We'll get it going. We'll get the details out. We'll share it out on all the social media. And for tonight, that'll wrap it up. Once again, the Up Tempo Podcast. That'll do it for this episode. We're out.